Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. We can have physical distance, but we need to be social during these times. Uh, we need to socialize. We don't need to. We don't need to isolate spiritually and emotionally people to do that. I thought that was really, really, really powerful. Um, so, so bear with us again on the, on the live streaming. So hopefully you can, you can see, see it clearly. And if, and if you can make comments during, um, during the, the message, as a, as a matter of fact, um, Eric Norton said that he would give anyone 50 bucks if they just type in amen during, during the message, uh, he would give everyone 50 bucks. He is a cheerful giver. You know, and also, but it's, uh, it's um, Joaquin said he'll do one better. If you say, if you type in preach it, pastor, he would give you a hundred bucks. I'm excited about that. Come on, give God some praise for those cheerful givers. All right. <laughs> yes. And so I'm, uh, we're really excited. So, so good for you guys to, to join us. Um, you know, so, uh, again, there's some unusual times here, but we're still doing church. Right, God's still moving. God still has a, a plan for this church. Um, so, as soon as all of the, uh, everything is over with, um, uh, country gets back to, to running, we will we will uh, reconvene at the Marriott Hotel, which we are at right now. Um, so, so yeah. So let's just continue to um, just jo- uh, join together in on the live streaming. So if you will, if you turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. And it says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when, he, so when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He says, At your service. Then, then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said, said to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Makur, the son of Amiel, and in Lodabar. The, then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Makur, the son of Amiel, uh, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. And then David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and he will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and and shall eat bread at my table continually. Continually. Amen. So we are going to continue our series on moving forward 
moving for we are moving for as a church and lord is saying to this to someone this is your last day in lodabar this is your last day in lodabar join me in prayer father we thank you lord and <clears throat> excuse me i know we're in challenging times right now but you are still faithful you are still god you still sit on the throne right? You are still looking after your children. You are still moving and shaking some things, Lord God. Father, you're just waiting for a response from us, Lord God, a response, Lord God, like uh, 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 people that will stand on their faith, Lord God, people that will, will stand and know that you are God in the midst of this trial, Lord God, in the midst of this, uh, this crisis, Lord. We know that you're still faithful. You're, you will never stop being faithful. So, Lord, we just lift you up, Lord God. And your, your, your word says if, um, if we lift up the name of Jesus, you will draw all people to your name. And so we just lift up the name of Jesus right now, Lord, and that we ask you to move right now. And we always say, Lord God, we don't want regular church. Well, here it is. This is not regular church so i god I ask you to speak through my mind think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning in jesus name hallelujah yes yeah, so i'm i'm excited about this word uh today um you know this series um the lord put this series on my wife's heart she she was just like we have to preach about uh, moving forward it was she felt a sense of urgency that we we talk uh, we talk about moving forward and we encourage people to move forward and I believe it was prophetic because I, I, we're all being challenged now of, of how to move forward um, um, having having thoughts or or a ways to how can how can a country how can we move forward and the great thing about Calvary Life, uh, uh, the church, like we can move forward together. We're going to move forward together. It's, it's important that we do that. Amen? So, so nothing, I just want to encourage everyone out there, nothing can stop the will of God for your life. Nothing, nothing will stop the will of God for your life. Most of the time, God call you to adverse conditions. Amen. So God is looking for a response from uh, strong believers like he is. You are still God and you will uh, continue to move. And, and I love God's promise. I, I, I really uh, meditate on this all the time. I remind myself of this constantly that God made a covenant with us. He made a promise. He says he will never leave us nor forsake us. So it don't matter what's going on in this world. Like he is still there. He is, God is still present. I'm excited about that. And so with our text today, so here's David and um, Jonathan and, and Saul has died, and, and, but David had made a covenant with Jonathan that he will always take care of his family, no, uh, no matter what. When he, he will always take care of his family. So Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth, and so he lived in a place called 
Lodabar. And that sounds like a place that I don't think anyone want to go to, right? If anyone tells me, I ask them where they live, they say, you know, I live in Lodabar. Like, it sounds dark, doesn't it? Lodabar. So he lived in a place called Lodabar, right? So Lodabar. So the word lo means no, and dabar means pasture or word. So if you put it together, Lodabar means no word, no past, pastor, right? No word, no pastor, no communication, uh, no revelation, just nowhere. It was just a dark place Mephibosheth of lived in. He lived in a dark place where there's no hope, um, um, no breakthrough, no, no word from the Lord. But God had promised us to that we we were to lay down in green, green pastures, meaning that it's a place where God will always feed you. Uh, it's a place where the farmers fed the the animals, where they will will pick from the from the grass. So God God tells us in the Bible that we we are to lay down in green pastures and and things like that. So that means we can be refreshed and be renewed, right? Is to to rest in green pastures. But he but Mephibosheth did not have that opportunity to to do that. He was living in a dark place. So how did he end up in a place like Lodabar? How does, how does he end up in a place like that? Well, if, if, if you look at Second uh, Samuel chapter 4, uh, verse 4, it talks about when Saul and, and Jonathan, his, his son, had died in war, um, the, uh, the nurse was carrying Mephibosheth, and, and she, was, she, was, she got fearful, and she started running, and then she dropped him. So he ended up in Lodabar for someone else's carelessness. She just she dropped him because of fear. So I believe at times fear causes us to drop what we know is true and in turn makes us spiritually disabled. So during these times, I know it feels like we are all living in a dark place. We're all living in Lodabar right now. But God does not want us to drop what we actually believe in. Do not drop your faith because of everyone else is running scared. Amen. So these are moments where where God wants to use the ones that, that believe in he, that he is still God. Do not drop what you believe in. Amen? So these are the, the times where we step into what we believe in. These are the times that we shout God's name. Do not allow the enemy or these times to steal our worship and to steal our praise. Do not drop uh, uh, what you believe in because of fear. So many of us have been in a, a place called Lodabar. Some are there right now. All of us feel like we're there right now, the times that we're living there. But some, but some are there maybe because of, of failed relationships. Some, some may be there because of financial problem or just wrong decisions. But one thing for sure is that everyone at some point in time has been or will be forced to make a visit to a place called Lodabar. But I'm here to tell you, Lodabar is not your final destination. 
So Calvary, this, the, the Lord told me this. Calvary Life's mission is to go get people from Lodabar. It's to go get people from Lodabar. David said these powerful words. I think they're extremely powerful. He says, is there anyone left in the house of Saul where I can show kindness to? That is so powerful right now. God is saying during these times, he is, when all this is over, he's going to say, is there anyone left? That means, is, does anyone here have a testimony? Is anyone, is any survivors, is anyone here that passed the test of time, that stood, stood on, on their faith during these challenging times? Is there anyone left that stood in their faith so I can show kindness to? that I can show kindness to. That's like some shouting stuff to me. I hope you're shouting out there. I can't hear you, but I'm going to give you a moment to stand up and shout right now. Because God, after during this, this, this challenging time, during after this is over, God is going to be looking to show kindness to the people that still, still minister, that still worship him, that not, or has not lived in fear, but lived in faith. Amen. People that will arise and just take authority and to know that God is doing something and he's doing something special and he won't stop working. Amen. These, I know that it's challenging, but this opportunities in challenging times. Amen. We can show, we can be that light that, that shines in darkness right now. We need to be that light that shines in darkness. Is anyone with me? I got a few people in the room with me this morning, and I believe they are with me. And so that means God is in the midst of what we're, what we're saying this morning. Is anyone out there that have been waiting patiently on God to show up. He says, it's been a tough season, but because you have been faithful during this trial, I'm going to show you kindness. I'm going to show you kindness. See, God will meet you in Lodabar. Yeah, so many, many are lonely during these times. You may feel lonely, but God can use loneliness to seek him in a deeper way. God will meet you. I remember times where God met me in a dark place. God met me in Lodabar. But those are the moments where you can get closer to God. Right? See, we are so busy, we often leave little time for God. When we are alone, God has the opportunity to speak to us and, and, and receive our undivided attention. See, God has interrupted our regular scheduled programming. He interrupted. So here's a word. God, God spoke to me last night. He gave me, this is a word for someone. He says that I have changed your calendar. I had cleared your calendar. He says, because the things that you had had on your calendar calendar made you tired, made you tired. He says, he says, because you cannot hear me when you are tired. So he says, now rest. During these times, dark times, now rest. And it gets better. He says, now I'm going to put things on your calendar that you and I can do together. 
thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. So take this moment, the time that we have, to refresh. Allow God to renew your spirit and your mind, amen, to put things in its proper perspective. See, God wants to be first, amen? If God's not first, he will interrupt our regular schedule programming. So all the all churches across the world right now, all churches across this country right now, right, have to do church in a different way, right? He's, but I believe God is saying to us right now, I need to get all of your attention right now. I need to get your attention because I want to be first. I have something I want to share with you. So I believe people are going to get a word from God that will change their lives forever, your lives will not be the same after all this is done because you're going to have a word to, that you can serve. You're going to have a word that really change your life. I believe in that. I believe that. So rest, even Jesus rested, right? Even Jesus rested. Said so Nine times in the gospel, we are told that Jesus went away to a lonely place to be with the Father. Jesus sought out solitude so he can seek the Father's will for his life. So we have been seeking our own will too long. This is the opportunity that we can seek God's will. God's will, not ours. People in the room, are you with me? People out there, are you with me? See, loneliness can be used by God to develop our character. In loneliness, God reveals our weaknesses and works on changing them. God will test and even increase our patience while we wait in our loneliness. Our deficiencies, our insecurities, and defense mechanisms are revealed in our aloneness, which God can then use to strengthen our character. It's an opportunity for God to just, just really shape us and mold us. Amen. So take this time and rest. Allow God to minister to you. Like everything has stopped. God has stopped the world <laughs> from moving, right? From moving. So he now, now that you feel, now that I have you alone, I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to give you a word that's going to encourage you. I'm going to give you a word that's going to shape you. Amen. So there are some benefits being in a place called Lodabar. But how do we get out of Lodabar? How do we get out of Lodabar? So here's what, um, here's what I got from the Lord. How do we get out of Lodabar? Well, we, ought to, we need to step up, step out, and move forward. I don't hear you, but I want everybody to repeat after me. Step up, step out, and move forward. I didn't hear you. So step up, step out, and move forward. That's what the Lord is saying, saying to us right now. So we ought to step up, step up. See, David, David stepped up by honoring his covenant that he made with Jonathan. He stepped up. Up. See, let me. A covenant is a vow, a pledge, and a promise between two or more parties to carry out terms agreed upon. See, David. David stepped up and honor his covenant that he made with Jonathan. I mean, that's all about. See, see, David understood covenant because God's all about covenant. 
Amen. He will always fulfill his promise. Amen. See, David brought forth a miracle in, in, in Mephibosheth's life because he stepped up. He stepped up. Like, where will Mephibosheth be if David hadn't ste stepped up? He'd still be in Lodabar. <laughs> David provided a miracle. He went to go get him from Lodabar because of a covenant, because of a, a promise he made to his father. He changed the trajectory of his life by going to get him at Lodabar. Oh, that's, again, that's a, that's a little shouting time. So God had made a promise, amen, to, uh, to us. And so during these times, he's going to go get people from Lodabar. He's going to get and going to show them kindness. So he's going to pull you out of obscurity right now, pull you out of your situation and place you in a place where you need to be, where you're called to be. Amen. That is, that is good stuff if you ask me. See, David understood covenant. See, we live in a world where, we, where covenants are easily broken. It started with Adam and Eve. They just act up in the garden, right? They just broke the covenant in the garden. They allow Satan to deceive them. You know, Satan came to Eve. It's like, did God really say what you just said? Trust me. He's like, if you eat, I'm paraphrasing, if you eat the tree, he knows that you, uh, you will be a God like him. So Eve was just like, really? So, so he was just, and that was enticing to her. So they broke the covenant with with God, and they, um, and then they was exiled out into a dark place. Uh, God took them out of the garden because they broke the covenant. The broke. Do you know the enemy is after your agreement? The enemy is after your agreement with people and with God. He is after your agreement. He wants you to break your covenant with people and with God. That's why we see a lot, unfortunately, a lot of failed marriages right now because the enemy steals their agreement, steals their agreement. Matthew 19, 5, 6, and it says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. So then they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, what God has joined together, what God has joined together, let no man separate. So when the enemy steals your agreement with your spouse, he's not stealing your, just stealing your agreement with your spouse. He's stealing your agreement that you made with God. <laughs> the enemy is after your agreement. The enemy is after the covenant that you've made with God. Amen? So we can bring forth miracles when we honor covenants. See, there are certain parts in the covenant that God has to fulfill, and there are certain parts we have to fulfill. When we fulfill our part and God fulfill his part, you will see the power of the covenant and operation. So the, so the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 9, um, verse 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. So the barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So as if we honor the Lord with our possessions, 
that's our part, then he will do his part. He says, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine, with new wine. So we need to honor, honor covenants right now. So we need to step up during this time and honor our covenant with God. That means we need to stand on his word. That means we need to step up. We need to step up and show people God. We need to shine light on, in, in, on people's life. We need to go get people from Lodabar. We need to sow seeds in their lives. Amen. Sow a miracle in their lives. Amen. That's what, that's what David did to Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. So we need to step up. And then we need to step out. Step out. And so in our text, 2 Samuel 9, 5-7, it says this, Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Makur, the son of Amiel the, from Lodabar. So now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. And then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land um, of Saul, your grandfather, and you, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. So the first words that David said to Mephibosheth was, do not fear. Do not fear. And it, was, and it was important that it says that he had to bring him out of the house of Makur. So that means Mephibosheth had to step out of where he was. He had to step out of fear in order to receive the blessings or in order to receive the miracle. So he had to step out of fear. So immediately David says, do not fear. So immediately he cast out fear. He cast fear right out of him. He, sat, he said, no, you belong at this table. You don't belong where you, where you were. So you need to step out of that, and he casted out fear. Do not be afraid. God is about to do a new thing in your life. God is about to do a new thing. So he cast it out for it. I just want to cast out fear in people's lives right, right now, who people that are, are fearful of the times that we're living in right now. God is God. I cast out fear. He says God made that covenant. We need to stand on the covenant. He wants, he's going to challenge on the covenant that he made with us. He says, I have not given you spirit, the spirit of fear. I have given you power, right, love. In a sound mind. Don't drop that because of fear. Don't drop that promise. Amen. Hold on to that promise. Stand on that promise. I cast out fear right now because that is not from God. Do not allow the, the world, uh, amen, to, to steal your faith, to steal your joy. Amen. Stand on that promise that God made in our lives. He says he's giving us the power and the love in a sound mind. That's what he's given us. Amen. So I, I bring forth that right now in people's lives. Lives, amen. The power of love and a sound mind. We pull that down from heaven because that is who we are and that is what we stand on right now in the name of Jesus. And other people will see that upon us. Amen. That is some shouting stuff right there. 
He cast out, he casted fear out of him immediately. See, Mephibosheth had to step out of, out of fear and step into the presence of God. That's where we need to be. We step out of where, where we were, step out the things that's trying to prevent us from moving forward, and we step into the promise of God. We step into the presence of God. Step out of fear. He says, step out. Step out of what's stopping you from moving forward. See, God tells us to rest in the freshness and abundance of his word. But when we let fear drive us to load the bar, we get no rest in God's word. We get no rest in God's word. We cannot access the power, love, and a sound mind if we live in fear. Fear not only prevents us from hearing God's word, it takes us out of position. See, the enemy wants to exile you to a place where God's presence is absent. But God is taking you out of that place to place you where his presence is. Taking you out, where, putting you in a, in a place where you need to be. Oh, man, God is going to move God is going to stay encouraged. God is going to move. He is going to move in your life. See, we the position we need to be in is in his presence this time right now. So think about it. God shut down the whole country so we can be in his presence. We can be in his presence. So David gave Mephibosheth back everything that belonged to Saul but he couldn't receive the possessions until he was in position. You can't receive possessions if you're not, if you're out of position. The right position, he was, the right position is to be in God's presence because it is the only way you will be able to hear his word. See, Mephibosheth's right position was not in Lodabar. It was at the table, at the table, at David's table, at the king's table. See, Ephesians 2, 6 says, and, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Jesus. That is our rightful position. It's to sit in, in heavenly places to be seated in heavenly places. That is awesome. So when you're seated in heavenly places, there's no room for fear. Fear cannot sit at the same table. <laughs> if you are sitting at the right table, fear cannot be at the table. Only faith, only hope, only expectations, only miracles can sit at your table. Amen? Fear cannot sit at the table. When you're sitting, when you're in the right position, lack has no place there. Only abundance, because we serve an abundant God. Amen? God has a purpose for your life. That's not going to stop. The world can't stop God's will. <laughs> the world can't stop it. God has his finger on everything that's going on right now. That's including your life. That's encouraging to me. So God is, is challenging us as believers that we need to step up and know that he's God. And we need to step out 
of, of fear and step into his presence. And then we need to move forward. We need to move forward. Exodus 14, 15, verses 15 and 16. And it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. I, I think this text is a little confusing because it says, the Lord, so the Lord was uh, said to Moses, like, why do you cry out to me? Aren't we, all to, um, aren't we supposed to cry out to God? But the Lord was saying to Moses, why, why do you cry out to me? It's because God already told them what, what was going to happen. He already told them to move forward. He already told them that miracles was coming your way, that he was going to provide for them. So your job was to move forward, to move forward, right? So they're already moving into a new season. God already told them that we're going to the new, in the new season. See, they were looking in the natural. They were looking in the natural, like, how is this going to happen? Like, I, like God, I don't see, like, there's, like, a, a, like a, a, a water, tons of water. Like, how are we going to walk through the water? And so they were only looking in the natural, but God was moving in the supernatural, right? See, the natural is predictable. Like, you know, eventually, like, it's daytime right now, so eventually it's going to turn nighttime. That's, that's the, the natural is predictable, but the supernatural is when God goes beyond natural abilities, right? So this is, this is the time we, we live in right now when we need uh, supernatural to happen. We need God to do something super supernatural in, in our lives, right? So the natural is predictable, but when the supernatural is when God goes beyond natural abilities, that means he interrupts the natural. <laughs> he interrupts the natural. So he's going to do something miraculous, and we're going to be witness to that. Amen. So he's just saying, he's telling them, I already told you to move, to go. Don't look in the natural. I'm about to do something supernatural, something that's just going to blow you away. Your job is to move forward. That's it. Just to move forward. Just go, go. See, sometimes we start to move forward and then we stop right before the blessings, Right before the blessing. No, God's saying that move forward. You keep moving forward. Just keep move, moving forward. See, we either are delaying or denying God's supernatural presence into everyday problems. God's just telling us to just move forward. Because, we see, we get caught up in the natural, but it blocks the supernatural from happening. See, we cannot outthink God. Like, God does miraculous things and we cannot fathom that so don't we can't figure out like how what God's going to do out of all, um all this mess that's going on right now right so we, we don't know what God's going to do but he's going to you're going to hear miracles right you're going to hear people giving their testimonies God did this God did that God this this did this because only see the, the president or any other leaders cannot do anything about what's going on right now any scientists they can't figure out why it's what what's going on right now we need the supernatural right now 
And that's why we are the choice. We need to be in the right position, waiting on God, seeking him, worshiping him. Amen. So we'll be a witness to a supernatural. God may use you to provide a miracle in people's lives. We need to be in the right position. Amen. God was telling them to move forward. As a church, as believers, we need to move forward. That means we need to let some things go. We need to let some fears go. We need to let some doubts go and to move forward and stand on God's promises. Stand on his promises. Amen. So there's not a formula to get over what we're seeing right now. <laughs> it's not a formula. Amen. Sometimes we look for a formula, a formula to what God tells us to do, but it's not one. He told Moses to use what's in your hands. <laughs> he told Moses to use. He says, use the staff and to stretch out your hand. So God is challenging us today. Move forward. Just move forward with, and use what's in your hands. Because wh whatever it's in your hands right now, whatever word that he gave you, so just lift up that word and continue to praise me. So God, when God gave me this, I had this image of just me just lifting up what I know, lifting up the covenant that he made with me, lifting up the word of God and keeping my hand stretched out and always praising him no matter what the situation is right now. So you ought to stand up right now and lift up up the word of God, stand on his covenant right now, and lift your hand and, con and have continual praise. Continue to praise him and lift up his name. Lift up his name. Man, that's a shout. I wish you were here so you can give a shout. Uh, if, you, if you are shouting, let us know that you are shouting right now. Amen. So God will take what you, what we are using. Let me back up. God will take what we are used, used to holding and transform it with his power as an instrument to fulfill his agenda. So he wants to use what we have as an instrument. Whatever word that God's given you, whatever you have to provide for someone today, God's using you to get them out of Lodabar. Out of Lodabar. So he's challenging us as a church that we need to step up, step out, and move forward. Isn't that powerful? Step up, step out, and move forward. Step up. Be the person that God called you to be. Be a child of God. You are a child of God. That means that you have the same blood as God. You have that same blood, that the same blood that raised Jesus up from the dead. Step up and be that person. Step, step, when you step up and stand on God's faith, there's no room for fear. There's no room from doubt, for doubt. Step out. Step out. Someone just need to step out of Lodabar today. That's the first step is to step out of Lodabar. Knowing that God's bringing you to a better place in your life. And move forward. Just go. Just go. Move forward. Use what you have. Use what you have. Use that word. Use your praise. Amen? Hallelujah. This is so good. I'm glad you're here to join us. God is faithful. I just want to encourage you this morning. 
that God is God, he will never stop being God. He'll never stop being God. He doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, people that's trying to figure out everything that's going on. Listen, God told me to say this to Calvary Life. I will provide for you because I am your provider. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. You don't have to call anyone. He says just to call on my name, I will provide for you. Because he says in 2020, Calvary Life, you have favor. You have favor with me and you have favor with man. I believe on, I'm going to stand on that promise today. So what God, what, what's God promised in your life? Stand on that promise. Stand on that promise. Amen. Hallelujah. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.